Hello. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to another week of Griffin Unfiltered. We have missed you so much. Yeah, we have kind of a little bit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, we were talking about podcasting a bunch on our little mini vacation. That was fun. We haven't been on a trip, a road trip, a day trip, anything in like... Um, Two years, give or take. A year and a half. Yeah, definitely. Can you put the dog outside? You guys, I don't know what it is about podcasting, but I promise you, every week when we get out the phone and we press record, that is the moment that Peanut says, I will crunch my kibble right next to you. He waits all day, and as soon as we press play, he says, oh, I'm here for this. And he starts crunching so loud. So... Eric's taking care of it. We are going to get down to business, and we are so excited that you're here. Let's start with some highs and some lows. Ooh, some highs. I think we just talked about it. Our vacation. Well, that wasn't my high. I don't like hanging out with you. Well, that was my high because (laughs) I enjoyed sitting on the beach and listening to the waves and playing freaking frisbee. It was really fun. That was my high, too. It was awesome. We had dinner at this restaurant with an outdoor fire pit area there was like multiple fire pits and benches that where you could sit and look over the ocean it was so freaking beautiful it was two oceans we got to look over the bay and then like the delta i don't know not delta the ocean the like wetland area it was just it was amazing and we saw so much wildlife on our trip you guys if you watch saw if you watch my instagram you would see that we saw an actual bobcat a bobcat and we named him Bobby. We didn't name him. <laughs> but we when we were golfing on the golf course, it was just hanging out between holes, just walking around, looking for food. We drove by it on the cart, and it was just like, hey, what's up? It was like a couple feet away from us. It was really weird. Yeah, straight up bobcat. And then what else happened? We saw some deer. We saw some hawks. We heard the seals on like the 14th hole. That was pretty cool. There was something else. We saw was, a raccoon. Oh, the raccoon. It was a raccoon. At dinner, there was we a... We named him Rocky. There was a pet raccoon that, like, lives in the restaurant and, like, lives in, like, a, the building. And he was just hanging out with everybody. And I actually gave him part of Eric's crab roll thinking, like, hey, this is so nice. Like, you're welcome, raccoon. And he was not a fan. He did not like the crab roll. So anyways, we went on vacation. It was awesome. I got to save a ladybug. If you saw my ridiculous Instagram post, you would see that I found this. We were walking the beach and we were looking for shells like you do when you're at the beach. And all of a sudden, Eric looks down and he says, it's a ladybug. And in like the surf area where the waves kind of meet and the sand's kind of wet, there's a ladybug just sitting there looking so lost. And he's like, whoa, wrong turn. And if you know me, uh, ladybugs and butterflies are my absolute favorite animals. I'm obsessed with ladybugs. I buy them in the spring so I can release them in our garden. Like I just, I let them crawl all over me. They represent and symbolize like good luck and abundance. And oh, I just love them so much. So, so the wave was coming up the wave was about a, to wash away the about ladybug. to wash him away. And I reached down and scooped him up really quick, scooped up the sand with, with the Frisbee and I saved him. Um, he looked so tired. It was like he'd been fighting for a while. And I let him rest on my hand. He like crawled a little bit really slowly with his legs dragging and then just like kerplunked. You like, poured water on him to dry him out. Well, I was getting to that. Oh. 
Why would you pour water to dry something out? <laughs> to wash them off so that it could dry out. He was really salty and kind of sandy. And so I, we took some buble, sparkling water, and I went, I gave him a little shower. And that really perked him up. He was a big fan of that. Then he started walking around my arm. He was like, oh my gosh, not only am I saved, but I'm not covered in salt. It was his lucky day. But then he got a little attached. He didn't want to leave my arm. He was like my new best friend. And... He was pretty darn cute, but I wanted him to have an abundant life and not just hang out on me or go back into the surf. So I went and found um, a beach flower and I let him go live his best life. What did you name him? Stuart. Stuart. He was so cute. Our old pal Stuart. So yeah, really fun vacation. Highly recommend. Back to the critters though. We found a lot more things on that beach. We did. We found sand dollars, and normally when you find sand dollars, it is the bony, chalky version of their skeleton. Which is when they're dead. Which is when they're dead, washed up on shore. I thought they looked the same when they were alive. I thought they looked the same when they're in the ocean. For some reason on this beach, we found like three that were alive, and they were just stuck on the beach. And they have these like, it's almost like a fur They look fuzzy, and it moves. Mm -hmm. It's like little baby tentacles that move all over it. It's really cool. Like an So we anemone. found a black one and a red one, and we threw them back into the ocean. I never knew they could ocean. be different colors either. Me neither. But we saved two of those. So that's three animals so far that what we've saved. What else did you find? We also found a jellyfish. What else did you save? A little miniature crab. Yep. Little baby. It was the size of a dime. It but it was a crab. It was super tiny. So anyways, it was a really fun day in nature. Um, What was your low from the week? The back nine on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. Golf will get ya. Shot a 44 in the front nine, which is pretty good for all you golfers out there. Not bad. And then the back nine, I quit keeping score because it was rough. I love to golf. Let me correct that. I don't love to actually golf. We go golfing. I don't golf. I love to drive the golf cart and drink. It's the best time. I told Eric a couple years ago, I said, babe, the, my favorite things in the world that like speak to my soul are being outside and drinking. And if you combine those things, I am happier than a clam. And so I love being the golf cart driver and just hanging out. I'll keep score. I'll listen to music. I'll play Netflix. I'll look at the nature and the flower. Like, I just love it. I love it. I think it's fun because by the 15th, 16th hole, you start getting a little saucy, which means you get a little lippy. And you drive that golf cart like a bat out of hell. <laughs> I was getting really sloppy with the golf cart. We I wasn't drove up even... on the curb. We were on two wheels. We almost rolled it. Okay, okay. She did a burnout. Okay. In my defense, <laughs> I was not drunk. And it was a really hard course to drive. It was like all hilly and up and down and through the hills and down to the beach and like tight turns. It was. I feel like a race car driver. And the golf carts were gas, and they didn't have regulators on them, so we were flying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your low? Uh, I had a really hard day yesterday, and I cried at the hairdressers. Sometimes you just need to let it out, you know? Yeah, always. I gotta let it out. You don't. I (laughs) wish you would cry. Once in a blue moon. You're not a real, uh, real emotional. You know, that's actually not true. You're very in touch with your emotions. You're a healthy emotional guy. You're not an emotional guy. You're a healthy, emotionally aware man. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. If that makes sense. I think you are too. So. Healthy, emotionally aware man. What are you drinking? 
strawberry lemonade. Like actual strawberry lemonade? Yeah. Nice. Out, of, out of a coffee cup. Oh, like that for you. What I are really, you drinking? Re- I'm drinking water. What that? Uh, we drink a lot this weekend. Um, I am really loving our new podcast area. We cuddle up on our little couch, our little love seat. We get in a blanket, even though it's 95 degrees outside. It's so cozy. It is. I dig it. And we just talk about life. It's like having a conversation with the one you love. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except everybody else is here with us. Uh, on that note, today we want to chat with you guys about, well, a lot of shit, but high expectations because I am someone, you guys, and you'll have to tell me if you are the same way, I have the highest, unmeetable, unattainable, ridiculous expectations for myself. I want to be the best at everything. I want to do everything perfectly. I want to have it all together. I want to make everyone happy and I want people to love me. I I, I just, I want to show up perfectly every time and that really takes away any permission to show up as a human. Very true. Unless you're a perfect human. Well, that's not a thing. <laughs> it is not. But yeah, you do have very high expectations. I listen to my new favorite podcast, Other Than Ours, is the new um, Glennon Doyle podcast. She is like my spiritual mother. I love her. Everything she says, everything she posts, I'm like, speak to my soul, girl. I love you. I will follow you into the wilderness. After reading Untamed, I was just like, you are my person. So she started uh, a new podcast called We Can Do, You Can Do Hard Things or We Can Do Hard Things, but it's amazing every week that I listen I feel like I'm in therapy but in a good way it's like deep and it's funny and it's heartfelt and it's just oh it's like a deep breath I just freaking love that podcast so today I was listening to one that they did on fun and she was talking about how she just is not someone who knows how to have fun she doesn't get it. She doesn't get fun. And when her wife, Abby, who is amazing at fun and lives her fun and makes everything fun, even like a grocery store trip, when her wife is like, what do you want to do for fun today? Because she like tries to, they're trying to like get something out of her. And she was like, mm, we could clean the garage. And her wife was like, that's not fun. What do you want to do for fun? And like, she just didn't, she doesn't know. Like, I she talks about it in her book and she talked about it on this podcast and it was just so enlightening and made me feel like I'm not alone because sometimes you can just be so serious and it got me thinking about like high expectations and mom guilt and just taking everything really really seriously and then I was watching insta stories of one of my favorite posters um and she said something that really hit me she said that she was talking about mom guilt and she was like you know I don't have mom guilt. Like, I'm immune to it. And I immediately was like, how? Like, how? And she was like, you either fall into two categories with mom guilt. Either you feel guilty and you feel mom guilt because you are doing a bad job and because we have that internal thing that says, hey, like, maybe we should readjust priorities. Maybe something needs to change. Maybe I could do better. Maybe I could grow, right? So maybe you have mom guilt because it's actual, it's legit, it's mom guilt because things should change or they could change. And then there's the second category of people who have mom guilt because their expectations of themselves are too high. And I resonated with that so much, you guys. 
that mom guilt is caused because your expectations are so high. And she was like, my expectations for myself as a mom are so low. Not bad, not like neglectful, but just low. I don't have to put the laundry away. I don't have to do this. I don't have to accomplish this. I just have to keep my kid alive. Like that's pretty much it and happy and try to keep him from a traumatic childhood. And the rest is just kind of like small potatoes. So that was really, really insightful for me. And I'm not going to lie, as soon as I like clicked off of Instagram, I literally Googled how to have lower, lower expectations for yourself because I was like, sounds great, sounds true, but how the fuck? do you start and i googled it because google has the answers to everything what they say google knows if you have chicken pox or cancer and google can also tell you how to fix your soul (laughs) (laughs) what did they say about high expectations there was a couple articles that were really interesting and there was one that there was a couple points that i enjoyed one of it talked about how there's a couple tips of how to kind of be nicer to yourself and not be such a perfectionist so one of the tips was to start expressing loving kindness first for yourself and then it overflows to others and it makes sense with the christian this was like a buddhist book that she read but with the christian teaching of love others as you love yourself you have to love yourself first that's what that passage you can't really love others if you don't love yourself or if you love yourself terribly and hate yourself you'll probably love others terribly and hate them too so this idea of loving kindness giving yourself kindness meditating she said uh, multiple times a day just a couple breaths or as long as you want where you just think of you literally close your eyes sit think of loving kindness and just let the feeling of loving kindness and if you can't give it to yourself quite yet thinking of something that you do really love like your baby or your dog and thinking of loving kindness towards them and then giving that loving kindness to yourself it's just like a um a somatic practice where you're actually feeling it and experiencing it not just like thinking so that was really cool and um she also talked about being kinder to yourself and others um with like labels because we have a tendency to be really harsh critics of ourselves, and people who are harsh critics of themselves are usually really harsh critics of other people too and i've noticed that for myself Mm. like i'm a i feel like i'm a nice person but then some of the things that i think and say about other people like mostly strangers who i don't know like someone who cuts me off at target I'm like, whoa, like that was super mean or just like really judgmental. And it starts with yourself first. It's because you're super judgmental and harsh with yourself. So it talks about um, putting kinder labels on yourself and on others. And when something comes up like that, like let's use the cutting off in traffic, for example, like someone cuts you off and you're like, what an imbecile, what an idiot. I hope you get in a car wreck, right? Oh no, just me. Uh, nope, everybody does. Um, I, I don't say the car wreck part. Um, so it said to her practice is, and it's part of that loving kindness thing, is to sit there and think of three reasons, three reasons in opposition to what you think. So let me give you an example. Instead of thinking, what an idiot, you think, maybe they're late to work. Or you think, maybe someone they love just passed away. Or you think, maybe they're having a really bad day. Or you think, maybe they don't have their glasses on and they literally didn't see me. So she talks about when you jump to that label of calling out someone on something or my blank is like family member is always so blank, whatever the label is, and thinking of um, three basically hall passes 
uh, of why maybe they're not that thing. And if you can start to do it for other people, you can start to do it for yourself is basically the concept. We are totally going to do this in real life. Next time somebody cuts you off, I'm going to say, babe, three positives, and then you can call him a lane merging bitch. And I'm going to say, F that! <laughs> Fuck that dickhead! Okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So. You guys, I'm working on it. Work in progress. Set a high expectation for yourself for your road rage. <laughs> just kidding. That's backwards of everything we just talked about. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, and then the, one of the other tips was to think about your harsh self-talk. Um, and because a lot of the time the harshness starts with our own. I mean, we're thinking all day long, but we don't think about what we're thinking about. So just being more aware of when something is really harsh. And I totally struggle with this of like, wow, you're so dumb. Why would you do it like that? Or I can't believe you let that build up and look at the house. It's so messy. What a failure. Um, and so starting to speak new truths over yourself of saying like, man, I tried my best and I was just really tired or I'll have more time tomorrow. Um, it'll be okay. And just kind of being aware of those cycling thoughts of, of shame and high expectations and cutting them off and, and giving yourself grace, like, um, you know, like really consciously, that's the word, like consciously being aware of those moments and taking yourself off the hook pretty much. So basically, you are a reflection on the outside of what you are on the inside. And you have to be beautiful on the inside to love on the outside like that. So everything I'm hearing is that you need to love yourself. I mean, yeah, it definitely helps. And I think that something with postpartum depression is that it you don't really love yourself. You don't have time to love yourself. You don't think of loving yourself. It's you can just, easy to get in a cycle. It's just, you're just not in a good headspace. And it's easy to have cycling thoughts of like you suck you should be doing more you're not like those instagram moms what a failure you almost killed your daughter because she choked on a band-aid oh no wait is that just me (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna tell that story but she's okay and she's alive and kicking so it was just i don't know it was funny i just think it's funny that i literally googled like hmm what is this well, I don't have a therapist right now, so what if I do a free Google search and Google fixes my brain? <laughs> uh, but I just really liked that per- the 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 person that I follow on Instagram. I just she's very blunt and honest and has really great insight. That's very simple, and so it was just so interesting to me. First of all, that a mom would could literally say, "I have no mom guilt. I'm immune." Like that was amazing to me because I was like maybe I can get there too. Mm -hmm. And then just hearing her definition of like, there's only two camps. Either you have it because you do need to change things and you're not really up to par at the moment and need to readjust or you feel it because you're way too hard on yourself and your expectations are too high. Yeah. And there's, it's, it's both worlds. I mean, it's titled mom guild, but dads have it just as much of, you know, I need to get all of this stuff done in a day. I need to take care of the baby and clean the garage, clean the backyard, clean the front yard. Like, there's so many things that are always on the to-do list and I think sometimes it's important to set high expectations but when you don't reach that high expectation almost like an ambition or a drive that you have a celebration of where you did get to like Mm -hmm. you don't have to be absolutely perfect you don't have to you know if you set out to do five things during that day and 
you had a rough night and didn't sleep well and you only get two done celebrate the two that you did you did accomplish or whatever um don't think of yourself as a failure for what you didn't do yeah totally i love that i agree so yeah mom guilt dad guilt high expectations it's It's a crazy world so real that's everybody feels it um here you do this for a second okay so i'm gonna read you guys um a quick quote because it relates to exactly what i googled guys okay the first one is let's get it if you resonate with this just give me a little hallelujah when our expectations are unrealistic Instead of inspiring greatness with the high bar we've set for ourselves, we're more likely to foster disappointment or resentment or even hatred for ourselves. Hallelujah. It's so true. Can I get an amen? You think that these high expectations are going to inspire you and push you to be great. That's kind of the point of them because you're like type A or you want to be first or you want to be great or you want to be the best for your kid or you want to be the best parent or sister or wife. But then you actually end up making yourself feel like shit with them. Yeah. And you can think of yourself as a huge failure mm-hmm. failure, and the stress just consumes you. Agreed. Um, agreed. So, oh my gosh. Okay. On that note, guess what? Chicken butt. Okay. So my <laughs> hairdresser is basically my therapist. I love her. Um, we've been together now for like three years, which is crazy to me. But she we just are like twin souls we're both twin souls we're both like so hippie and like into like inner healing and workshops and like hippy dippy stuff and we always have the best conversations like the best healing therapy conversations about like like um we talk about shadow work and trauma and we talk about like um our calling and in our like spiritual guides like oh it's so good it always brings me out of a funk every time babe i'm sitting here on eggshells what's the good news okay 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 so not only has she been my unofficial hair therapist but she's about to be my actual therapist soon so yeah oh i didn't tell you this it's really exciting okay so she's amazing she's she's healthy she's so into inner growth she's been um with her counselor for like years and years and like always tells me the most amazing breakthroughs that they have together and I'm like oh my gosh I need I need her in my life so anyways she my hairdresser started a breathwork program a while ago to be a breathwork coach um which is not a therapist but um it's I love breathwork I've done it in the past we actually had it we talked about it on a podcast is it similar to like giving birth breathwork or is it more like well I guess both would be it's like meditation with your breath and if you think about it our breath is we always have it it's always there it's always available and I talked about in the podcast a while ago when you talked about breath work about how I've like mitigated a panic attack just by breathing doing deep breathing so I'm a huge believer in breathing I think that it can and you know what's so cool I just had a revelation what oh my gosh at one of our hair sessions I told her about breath work it was about a year and a half ago She'd never heard of it. She'd never done it. I had just started doing it, like, on YouTube, like, free breathwork course you videos. You inspire us all. And I told her about it and how amazing it was and what, like, my encounter was. She got excited and said she was going to go do it. And now... Dang, she's an expert. She's about to be a certified breathwork coach. That's crazy. That's really exciting. So cool. 
So anyways, she's super excited to start, super excited to start coaching and, and people and having clients. And I was like, girl, sign me up. I will be your first one because I love it. It's, it's, so one thing we're talking about is therapy is good, but talk therapy is very in your head. It's like, let's talk about your problems. Let's talk about your past. Let's talk about logical reasons why you might feel this. And I've done that. I've had that. And I think that it is awesome. And I might do it again in the future. But in this season, I've just felt for myself that I want something that's more integrated and more self-led and... and somatic like in the sense of it's in your body it's not just in your head like something you experience and you feel and you move and you breathe and with breath work it's not someone else telling you what you should do or telling you what the solution is to your problem or your trauma it's coming out of you they guide you through the breathing and through the practice but things come up as you're breathing and as you're relaxing and as you're going into that deep head space of oh my gosh I didn't even realize I was holding on to this thing or it's just so cool because it's self it's self-guided it's self-directed you can't decide before the breathwork session I think this is going to come up or I think I'm going to have these feelings or we'll heal this it just happens and I I'm just so excited so anyways we're going to start working together I cannot wait um but this is what I was going to tell you. She was telling me about this practice that they did in her in her teacher training. And I did it last night too. Because after she told me, I was like, this is so legit and so easy to do. And so I'm going to tell you guys what it is. We can lead you through it. I'm actually going to spring it on Eric. And he's going to do, it, do it. He's going to do it live. Okay. I'm down. I forget to breathe half the so, time. And I always just take a big deep breath. So I'm down. Let's do it. It's It's not exactly a breathing exercise. I'll explain it. Okay, guys you have to do this it's amazing yes it's called the desire spot sounds dirty but it's not so it's easy and it's so deep and clarifying at the same time which i love it's not like hey go breathe and meditate for 30 minutes and then do something it's like quick it's easy so basically what you do is you take a breath we're not gonna do it right now i'm just gonna talk you through it and then we'll do it so what you do is you ask yourself, what do I desire? And you just feel it. You feel any answer. It could be anything. What do I desire? And whatever comes up when you hear it, whether it's, well, I'm not, I'm not going to put ideas in your brain, but whatever it is. And then the second question after you ask yourself, what do I desire is where do I feel that desire in my body? And you literally just feel feel your body. Where do you feel tingling? Where do you feel lightness? Where do you feel warmth? Where do you feel heat? When I did this exercise yesterday, I felt it in my womb. I thought I'd feel it in my gut because a lot of the time if I get like anxiety or excitement or a good idea, I feel like a tingling in my gut, but I felt it in my womb space, like right around my ovaries. I just felt like tingling. So after you ask yourself, what do I desire? And you answer it and you say, where do I feel it in my body? Then you ask yourself again, like five or six times you say, what do I desire? And more deeper things keep coming up. And it's not about thinking or saying things that you think you should say. It's about asking that area in your body multiple times to give you things that you desire. And at the end, it's really cool because you make it into I am statements. So for example, one of the things that I said when I asked my womb and I just said, Okay, Julia, what do I desire? Something that came up was autonomy, which means like um, to belong to yourself, to be self-guided and self-directed, to not always mesh into others, but to have a strong sense of self. 
And that was such a powerful answer for me. And so at the end, when you make it into I am statements, you say, I am autonomous. Mm -hmm. Because what you desire is who you are. And if it doesn't feel completely like it resonates with you yet, because it's something you're working on, I could say, I am becoming autonomous. Nice. That's crazy. If that's what you got from your first trial, I'm curious what your second and third one brought. Because that's pretty deep for a first attempt. But I'm excited to try this. I think it sounds pretty cool. I really enjoy breathing, and I'm curious what comes to mind. Are you into trying this with me? I'm down. And the people. I don't know how good I'll be at it or whatnot, that's but I'm going to set my expectations. No, 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 low. honey. That's the thing. You don't have to expect anything of yourself. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay. It's let's, literally, let's it's internally already. Who, who you, what you desire and who you are is already there. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Take a deep breath. Do I need to close my eyes? Sure. And you want to have a long exhale. So you breathe in. And then you breathe out longer. This is really good if you're feeling anxious. Okay. What do you desire? Um, to play baseball again, randomly. Okay. Okay. Play baseball. Where do you feel it in your body? In my knees. In your knees. My Kind of warm feeling, I don't know, tension a little bit. My therapist was saying that when she did this with someone, they said their cheeks. And I thought that was so <laughs> cute. So cute. Okay. And my dimples. All right. So now think about your knees. Breathe into your knees. Because our bodies hold so many stories and so many truths. And it's okay to welcome your body to be a part of your experience. Okay, now ask yourself, what do I desire? And answer that. Freedom. Freedom. Take another breath. What do I desire? Money. Breathe into your knees again. What do I desire? Uh, relaxation. I don't know where this is going, babe. Breathe in. It doesn't need to go anywhere. Like I said, no right or wrong. We're just asking your body. Breathe. What do I desire? A shower. <laughs> You're an idiot. Okay, one more. What do I desire? <laughs> Background. <laughs> so, like, love, affection. I think so. Touch. Yep. Okay. So, good job. Great job. Awesome job. And now you can take those things and you can turn it into some I am's. And it kind of like, it just gets you reconnected with the core of who you are and like your mm. soul if you feel disconnected. So yours would be, um, like athletic. I am free or I am becoming free because mm -hmm. you said sense, yeah. freedom. I think with the baseball and the outdoors would be freedom too. Athletic. Yeah. 
Another one you said is money. So I am rich or I am becoming rich. And that can mean a lot of things. That's cool. You are pretty money rich. Money could be a symbol and not necessarily mean finances too. Or it could be it could be something deeper like I'm driven because you're yeah. driven for that. Um, relaxation. I am relaxed and at peace. Or I am learning to be relaxed. Ooh, I like that. Learning to be relaxed. I like that a lot. It reminds me of what we were talking about the other day. I still have my eyes closed the whole time. Um, when we were talking the other day, and I was listening to a podcast, and the guy was talking about one of his trainers or something who had a, just a really crappy day, and he walked over to his house, and he touched the bush in front of his house before he walked in. And so this guy asked him, like, hey, well, like, what would you, you just touch the bush for? Like, what was that all about? And he's like, well, you know, I think it's important to leave your worries at the door, so I put mine all on that bush and go in and enjoy my family. And then when I come out the next morning, they're not there anymore. Or they're not as big as they were. Yeah, you hang them up for the night, and when you come back in the morning, you either forgot about them or they just seem a lot smaller. Yep. And then you can enjoy your family. I like that. Um, you had one more. You desire affection, so I am affectionate. Which is so true for you. So, you know how people talk about meditation and the importance of meditating. And then you kind of sit there and you're like, okay, but what do I do? And something that people talk about is like affirmations or mantras where you say like, I am at peace. Or I love my life. Or I am a beautiful creation. Or whatever it may be. I've had so many in the past and it changes day to day, season to season. This is a great way to start to have some mantras for yourself when you're sitting down to meditate even if it's just taking like five deep breaths at your desk use one of these and say to yourself i am learning to be relaxed as you're breathing i am learning to be relaxed or i am relaxation seeing that and feeling that or um i am free i am free i am free so using your uh, desire spot exercise using your answers in your i am statements as your mantras in your meditations you've really nailed this podcast like what? you were just on fire <laughs> Why? and everything that we just did in this breathing ec- exercise takes us back to the beginning loving yourself through this breathing exercise with all of the i am's takes you back to the high expectations and how you need to love yourself while reaching for those high expectations no it was to not have high expectations you know what i'm saying no that's very different well, it's taking my, my, my whole point was having yes never mind we're saying the same no, thing it's okay, all it. of our people love us <laughs> i know that tell me what you're thinking i'm thinking that everybody's always going to set some sort of an expectation so even if it's lower it's still an expectation so i'm just saying loving yourself through each step that you take whether it's a high expectation whether it's something that you feel is unreachable or whether you don't even get out of bed loving yourself through it whatever you expect and just coming back to the core of who you are these i am statements are really great when you feel like flustered or lost or like you're just floating through the ocean or life is like battering you it is a way to get back to your core of these are the core things of who I am. These are the core things that I desire. You know, mine were like, um, I can pull it up actually. Hold on. Let's look at mine. Mine 
were I have a whole journal section in my notes in my phone and it's so nice you guys they talk about the power of journaling but I don't always have pen and paper and my journal's next to my bed and sometimes when I need to get something out I'm not next to my bed so I have a journal section in my notes and I just there's some heavy stuff in here there's some good little rants and journal entries and exercises in here so I'm pulling mine up okay mine were I am free which is funny because both of us had the same first one. Mm-hmm. Yours was I Desire Freedom, and that was mine too. That is, I'm sure that has a lot to do with the last year. Um, I am free. Everything. I am becoming autonomous. Ooh. I am kind and I give praise. I am aware and reflective. I am becoming pleasure embodied. I am ease. I have full access to my internal world in this moment. Whoa. A lot of good stuff not there. baseball but it's still pretty good <laughs> our minds are built a little different <laughs> no i loved it i think that that's for you represents freedom and it represents also like achievement because you love to win yeah i and I, I think it's just the lack of responsibility when i play baseball it's growing fun. up it's when you get out there it's like you zone into that and only that you don't think about the world you just think about what you're doing in that moment I really liked, I was talking about Glennon Doyle's podcast, the episode that I listened to today on fun, and I really loved it because her wife, Abby, who is um, an Olympia soccer player, just amazing, loves fun, has it down. She was trying to like define what fun is for them because they were so like, I don't know. I don't have it. I don't get it. I don't do it. And she said, at the very core of what fun is, how I would describe it is that fun is anything that brings you joy. Um, like a genuine joy, enjoyment, basically. Um, and like with you, baseball is fun. Oh, you guys, just listen to the podcast. It was so good. My favorite part that was really helpful for me because I've been struggling with postpartum depression and not fully feeling like myself, the most like powerful line was they said this quote from someone else um, that they had heard that said, what was it the opposite of depression is not productivity the opposite of depression is play wow i like that and that you don't have to that being a really productive person won't necessarily keep you from being a depressed person but being a playful person will and how often as adults do you just step back and play or giggle or feel like a little child and I realized how little as a new mom I've played because I'm doing the dishes I'm busy I have to feed the baby I'm stressed out I have to work I have to cook dinner who has time for play mm-hmm. um there's that- like it goes my priorities are like Olivia to-do list marriage um rest and then plays at the very bottom. So you never get to it, but of course you would feel depressed and lifeless if you're never playing. That's what was so beautiful about going out to the coast on Monday is that we could literally play. We had no responsibilities. We played frisbee. We walked up and down the beach and splashed each other and played with little animals that we found on the beach. It was just what you wanted in that moment. We played and we laughed. It was cool. Totally. So if you take anything away from this potty, I encourage you this week to find a way that you can play or find enjoyment in your day, not for a productive reason, just for a because reason. 
take the challenge. Let us know what you play. We're going to go play Frisbee. No, I'm exhausted. No, 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 honey. No, no. Maybe we should watch our show. It's time for sleep. Well, you guys, this was awesome. Thanks for chatting with us. We love you. Make sure that you leave us a review. Go follow us at Griffin Unfiltered Podcast on Instagram. And make sure you subscribe because we will give you a new episode every week. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.